0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Imco in 5 Minutes. My name is Jonathan Chan, and this is for Friday, March the 9th, 2018. If you quickly browse through the business section of your favorite news outlet, the first headline is the US president's intentions to impose tariffs. 25% on steel, 10% on aluminum, and quite possibly more tariffs on other products. He's not the only national leader that is motivated by protectionism. Recently, our country here in Canada was recently slapped with a tariff on chickpeas by India, while various countries in the EU are now electing leaders with protectionist leanings. Just look at Italy. It seems like the demonization of global free trade, predominantly by developed countries, I might add, is again being reinforced and countries are blaming it for their people's economic woes. People, I might add, mainly from those in manufacturing, farming, and resource sectors. So why the tariffs? Some of the leaders, including the president, responded to this question with the overused cliché, quote, for the sake of fair trade, end quote. But what is fair? And is protectionism, whether it be through tariffs or subsidizing domestic producers, really fair in the bigger picture, i.e. prosperity for all of humanity? In this episode of IMCO, I'll share my experience with free trade and provide my Christian opinion on protectionism. One of my career highlights when I was working in the corporate world was the privilege to travel to Asia to visit factories. I was a furniture importer, and so in order to buy the product and monitor its production, or make quick adjustments to the design, I would visit the factories located in various regions within Asian countries. For example, China was for smaller furniture and sofas, Malaysia for contemporary bedroom sets, Vietnam for traditional bedroom sets, and Thailand for dining sets. During my visits, I had frequent opportunities chatting not only with the owners of the factories, but also the workers of the factories. I even had the opportunity to stay in their dorms overnight, partly because the distance between the hotel and the factory was quite a ways, but also, part of me wanted that novel experience in living in a dorm among the very people who made my furniture. Like many of you at home, we've heard through Western media and unfortunately various non-profits telling us how horrible the living conditions were in these factories and how awful the workers were treated. And so, being Asian myself, I was able to immerse myself in dormitory living, ate dormitory food, and followed and chatted with workers during the workday, just to see if the Western media were right about their observations. Turns out, they were wrong. For all the workers I've chatted, they all wanted it to be in the factory as opposed to being a farmer in the rural countryside. When they're in the factory, you are provided with shelter, food, clean uniforms, health care, and in some factories, a scholarship to fund your education and not to mention money for your children's education. Most of these factory workers were born and raised in rural parts of Asia, and the goal for these people is to get themselves into a factory and work there because the chances for survival is greater in the factory than trying to grow food and feed yourself and your family from a barren land. In other words, life or death was the choice they had to make. They chose the factory because they wanted to live. Many of the workers I've chatted had a similar, what we would say in the West, career aspiration. They wanted to work in the factory, generate enough income to buy a small store in the city, and retire as a shopkeeper. How many of us have that career aspiration here in the West? Now some of you might ask, what about child labor? Well, Vietnam had them, a lot of them. There were workers as young as 13 years old spraying varnish and clear coats on dressers and ammoirs because they were small enough to fit in the amour. However, before anyone judges Vietnam, chatting with these kids, I realized that not only did the factory provided them meals, shelter, healthcare, and clean clothing, their families were given some financial support as well back in the rural areas where they lived. Sure, by Western standards, these kids should be frolicking and playing with their friends, go hang out, do sports, and do what Canadian teens do. Yet you and I have to realize that many families in rural areas of Asia depend on their children to survive, and their children understand that. Take their work away, their entire family will perish. Here's my argument then. Protectionism is selfish and self-centered. Because of free trade, many families who reside in the poor rural areas in countries like China, Vietnam, and Thailand are given finally an option that they probably would never have had, a chance to survive and live without the need of farming. When we purchase products from these countries, their factories remain open, and the workers remain employed, and families remain fed. However, once we put on our protectionism, Whether it be slapping on tariffs or providing subsidies for farmers and manufacturers here at home, the lifeline of many of these rural families in Asia are cut. How many of our farmers and or workers in manufacturing in Canada or US can say that once they lose their job, they and their families will literally starve to death? None! We live in the Western Hemisphere, in countries with a wonderful social safety net, education and training support, and employment opportunities that are not available for rural families in Asia. Yet, because we desire to protect our lifestyle, our standards of living, our consumption habits, our mansions along the farmlands in Richmond, BC, we cry foul and would rather have an entire family starve to death in Vietnam for the sake of keeping our lifestyle choices. We would rather have a wage increase than to sustain a child and father who are working in one of the factories because they are their family's breadwinner. So is protectionism then Christian? Far from it. Rather, I believe it is more Christian to support free trade and be active participants in helping others across the globe who are less fortunate. How? By A, opening the doors for them to sell their products here, i.e. trade, and B, we have to be active participants in engaging with the factory's practices so that moral standards are not compromised. That's my opinion. I'm Jonathan Chan of Company of Disciples, a ministry for business and working professionals to empower them become exemplary leaders by connecting God's work with theirs. If you are interested in knowing more about what we do, visit our website at companyofdisciples.com. Till next Friday, have a blessed weekend.